0: come here for one reason and uh for one extreme sport but uh they're gonna find some others
1: if you're coming to a podcast for your explicit triple x content i think you're on the wrong medium i just love listening
0: to a good story
1: and with that, <laughs> hey friends welcome to <laughs> cool girls look at explosions this is an action movie podcast and this week we're talking about triple x i'm kelly and hi i'm megan that was and an abrupt and opening and we're going with it <laughs>
0: It just—it's been interesting, you know, googling triple X, naming our documents triple X notes, thinking of what to name the podcast. It's like, how spicy do we want this content to be?
1: I think uh, as spicy as Vin Diesel's neck tattoo in this movie.
0: They do an aggressive amount of close-ups. I also am wondering why they only call him X when he has three X's on his neck.
1: Well, Megan, he has three strikes.
0: Is he out?
1: (laughs) He's not out yet. He had
0: the three strikes before Samuel L. Jackson told him he had three strikes. He already had that tattoo.
1: Oh my gosh. We are so excited to talk about this movie because it is pretty bad, uh, but I had a great time watching it. I
0: had a good time. It just the very beginning, the music at the metal concert, which, okay, we're probably jumping around too much, but it was so aggressive and loud. I just got two kittens and they were like, sleeping so soundly on me, so cuddled. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch this lovely movie with my cats. And then there's this really aggressive music and it spooked them and I was like, all right, I'm not into this movie at this moment. but we worked
1: through it and we got past it. So for anyone who has not seen this movie, this will be a full spoiler podcast. So we're going to tell you exactly what happens with this Russian terrorist group and all about Vin Diesel's tattoos, all of those great things that you'll find in this movie.
0: Yeah, you could probably just listen to this. It might be better than just watching the movie, to be honest. Uh, we'll, We'll review the whole plot and everything you need to know. But if you do go watch it... Good luck to you. Maybe you'll pick up an extreme sport afterwards. Cal, did did this film make you want to skateboard or snowboard out of a helicopter or a motorcycle? Anything?
1: This film really made me nostalgic for the early two thousands and for you know those like barbed wire tattoos that everyone had. Yeah, I mean it didn't
0: make me nostalgic for it, but I am aware that that was a trend.
1: Yeah, if I had to describe this movie for someone who had no idea what I was talking about and maybe thought that it was pornographic, unsure, I would tell them that it's basically Mission Impossible, but if Mission Impossible took a bath in Monster Energy Drink. They should have come out
0: with a triple X energy drink after this. Does that exist?
1: Ooh, I'm not sure. I didn't look into it, but I guess it's too late now. I was going to say we could do that, but this movie's 18 years old, so we might be... we might have missed a little late to the game yeah yeah damn it (laughs) we could have been so successful i mean vin diesel is a great name for an energy drink as it is like i thought we i thought we missed the boat but really he did it was his it was his to lose we have no place being here honestly i'm sorry that he just did not go to two of canada's top business schools like we did It's, it's a subtle brag but an effective one so, this movie opens with a cold open with just the title card of Triple X. And not just Triple X, it is little X, then a big X, then a small X. And yes, that is the tattoo on the back of Vin Diesel's neck.
0: Is that the most aesthetically pleasing alignment of X's? Should they have all been big? Should they have all been small? Should I, the middle one have been small?
1: The more I look at it, the more I like it, you know? At first, I was like, <laughs> No, what is no, this? I do not know. <laughs> I cannot relate. It's the worst. It's just so ridiculous. This whole thing is so ridiculous. The movie literally just opens and we're immediately in an action sequence as well. Inexplicably, Mm -hmm. we have no idea where we are or what is going on. But there is a man who is kind of running from some people and he ends up at a rock concert.
0: Yeah, so he zip lines in, knocks out the goon and get some sort of disc. He then rips off his disguise to be wearing this fancy man suit. He uses this pop out key that I guess you needed to get into this rock concert. And for whatever reason he thought, yeah, I'm going to really blend in to this rock concert. He should have left his old clothes on.
1: Like, why did he decide
0: that a suit was a good thing to wear here?
1: I wish I could answer you. The first thing that I noticed is that everything just looks vaguely Eastern European. And everyone is speaking in some sort of Eastern European language. I had no idea what it was. I was like, okay, clearly we're in Europe. Like, are we in Russia? Are we in Poland? Are we in the Czech Republic? I have no idea. Yeah, and it was apparently a very
0: exclusive Eastern European metal concert... Where our fancy man is trying to make a getaway through it, which is not a great place because he stands out and the goons chase him. And then again, he thinks, oh, I'm going to hide myself and gets on stage, which, again, is the most visual place he could be.
1: I mean, he's just rocking out like this concert looks pretty lit. We've got a man who's wearing some sort of fire breathing mask contraption.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of fire at this concert.
1: But yeah, our our person that we are unclear at this point, if they're the hero or if they're the villain, they stand up on stage and he is immediately shot and falls into the crowd. So it looks like he was simply crowd surfing because as discussed, we are at a rock concert. So then our fancy man is just dead, getting crowd surfed away. And
0: then uh, we see, this is the first time we get to see our main villain throughout the series, Yorgi. And I guess he's the one who had organized the concert. And uh, yeah, that's when we shoot back to the NSA remote facility in Virginia, where we meet Samuel L. Jackson, who is Augusta Gibbons. And we learn that they have been losing agents left and right, and that they need to take a new approach and they need to hire a criminal because well, one, they're expendable. And two, maybe they'll do a little bit of a better job blending in than our fancy agents who try to hide in metal concerts.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple things about Samuel L. Jackson. One thing is that he has some sort of injury on his face that is never explained in the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, they don't explain it. Do you think it adds to his character?
1: I think it would have added a little bit more if they told me why he has it. I guess they have were you s- trying to make him look tough or something. It was so weird. Have you seen any of the other movies? <laughs> no. Do you I know haven't. if they ever explain it? <laughs> I have not. We'll have to keep a pin in it, I guess, and see when we get to uh Triple X two and three.
0: Oh, did this did this movie move you to wanna see the next the next ones?
1: Oh I think we have to. This was oh. this was so bad. <laughs> oh, so
0: we're gonna spend multiple nights doing this, okay. Okay, well, I guess we'll, we'll keep going <laughs> with that in mind that it now the scene cuts to a country club where there's like this fancy man named Dick. He is a senator, I believe, and he's pulling up to a party. And this is where we meet our main character, Xander Cage, triple X. And he uh, walks up and he pretends to be a valet, I guess, and he sticks out his hand. And then Dick gives him the keys where he promptly steals the car.
1: Yes. And now, this car. One thing to note: it has. It's a Corvette. So, like a pretty nice car, and it has a bumper sticker on it that says, "I hate skateboarding," or "Skateboarding is a crime." Sorry, which, I didn't see that. Why? No one puts a bumper sticker on a Corvette, first of all, and certainly not one that says skateboarding is a crime. But this movie really likes to hammer down on to different points and what we need to know about dick is that he hates everything extreme he hates skateboarding he hates music and
0: uh what was the other thing that he really hates oh video games video games make you a degenerate
1: he is the worst well to be honest
0: as far as we know he just hates skateboarding for sure and then he just got his car stolen he was just like all right and didn't Like, he didn't really do anything bad that we know of other than that. He just doesn't like video games and music.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, come on, Dick.
0: Is that really a reason to steal someone's car?
1: Well, we got to go to the Xander zone, Megan. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: I have no interest in the Xander zone. It's like the worst catchphrase.
1: We learn very quickly after Xander steals the car that he is some sort of Um, 2002 influencer so he has a camera in the car and basically he's filming himself talking to it explaining why he stole Dick's car we learn pretty quickly that um, they clearly only named that character Dick because it was funny in 2002 I guess to keep repeating the name Dick over and over and over Mm -hmm. again I did not count how many times because I honestly could not be bothered to go back and watch this scene again or any part of this movie But yeah, so we see him driving away and yeah, he has
0: the video camera in the car, but you also see him pull over and like some of his friends come and they strap these really big cameras onto the car and then he zooms away so that he can be filming this and sending it to people because he wants to show the world that he doesn't take shit from people like the Senator Dick. And he yells at the cameras being like, don't be a dick, dick and drives off and the police are chasing him and he goes and his whole plan is to drive this car off of a ramp and parachute down and dick's punishment is that his car is going to get smashed now we had the police all lined behind uh the ramp why didn't they set themselves up before the ramp
1: you know maybe they don't like dick either that's true that's a good point maybe they love video games and music and we do, we do know pretty quickly in this film that most of the police are a little bit inept. Also, we're less than 10 minutes in, or about 10 minutes into this movie. And at this point, I was still not too sure if I was watching The Fast and the Furious or not.
0: So I have never seen The Fast and the Furious, so I can't really compare.
1: It's basically this, minus the tattoo.
0: I mean, the tattoo's most of this movie.
1: It's a lot of the tattoo.
0: if we timed how many scenes were just zoomed in on the back of his neck it would be a good
1: chunk of the movie i think oh girl did you watch the end credits though because let me tell you there's a lot of tattoo in that one if if he gets a fourth
0: strike does he add another
1: x these are really important questions that i can only imagine will definitely be answered
0: I certainly hope so, but I guess we know it does not get answered in this movie. So after uh, Xander jumps off this ramp, the car crashes on the ground, he parachutes down, his friends are waiting for him at the bottom. They grab all the video cameras that I guess had survived that crash and they drive back to Xander's apartment to throw a big party because they successfully smashed Dick's car. And the whole time they're sending this video out, playing it over and over again, where Xander has, told everyone exactly his name, he showed his face, and he's admitted to smashing Dick's car. So I don't know why he thought he could get away with this, but he's having this huge party and everyone's kind of pumping him up, saying, oh, you should make a video game, you should do this, you should be this big star. And while all this is happening, um, the police just pop in and they shoot him with a tranquilizer dart.
1: Yeah, and did you notice what he was wearing in this scene? Because I very much did
0: was it a fur coat he wears that a
1: lot not yet but he's in like a waffle knit shirt but the sleeves have been cut off so a waffle knit vest yeah a waffle knit vest which does not seem like the most useful item of clothing i think waffle knits are usually supposed to keep you kind of warm
0: well you got to keep the
1: core warm very important if you're you got to show the guns though yeah. how else will the ladies know to love him how else will the ladies know that people want him to be a video game
0: but uh another chick there who i thought was maybe going to be more of a character lets her know uh xander is not a sellout no xander is certainly not a sellout there's no way he'd make a video game which
1: offhand he probably should have more lucrative route to go down I do feel like there are perhaps um, some cameos in this scene that like maybe we are just too far removed from the year 2002 to catch at this point in time.
0: Like some extreme sporters?
1: Yes. I'm pretty sure they're there, but like I was just looking at it and I was like, these people look vaguely like they might be famous, but I could not tell you who they are. I have no idea. It's unimportant because we never see them again anyway.
0: No, no one from this party is important.
1: So Xander is drugged, and he wakes up, in he's basically in a diner.
0: That's my dream place to wake up from passing out, I think.
1: Yeah, and honestly, he does pretty well here. He very quickly realizes that this is a setup the government is trying to test him. Which there's no way.
0: There's no way anyone casually guesses that, let alone even knows what day of the week it is after being tranquilized. You know, wasn't he tranquilized at night and it's randomly in the middle of the day the next day?
1: Yeah, there's some plot holes here. There's also a very interesting... Only here, though. Only Only here. Every other part of the movie is completely just perfect. Um, There's a really weird shot that we get of the server's ankles. And it makes sense after when he explains that, like, oh, I realized that this was all fake because a career server would never wear high heels to work. But in the moment when I was watching this, I was like, are they just zooming in on this woman's kangles for literally no reason? Maybe he loves a cankle. It was, it was so out of place. <laughs> I just <coughs> really needed to get that off my chest. The cankle shot really bothered me. So aside
0: from uh, the high heels, do you know how else he was able to determine that this was all a ruse?
1: So I believe he said there is a financial guy who happens to be reading the Financial Times, but it's a Sunday when the markets are closed.
0: I don't know. Okay, maybe I am too removed from being a stockbroker, as in I am not one. But can't you read the paper, even if it's not on the right day? Can't you learn about news on different days?
1: I would expect so. And it's just, like, how good is this guy's vision if he can read it from way over there, too? He's fully, like, a solid couple meters from where this guy's reading the paper. You and
0: I specifically wear glasses, kind of, but are also in denial that we need glasses and constantly leave them off. So I feel like this is specifically a you and I problem and not a real person problem.
1: Perhaps. Maybe, maybe that's why I just feel particularly attacked by this scene. Yeah, there's no way I'd ever see that. But
0: I also would wake up in a diner and try to order some food. I wouldn't be like, oh, I guess she did write 911 and it was all dramatic. But uh, his last point as to why this was obvious is that their performances were terrible. Did you think their performances were terrible? I thought that was a little harsh.
1: I think it's pretty bold of Xander to say that anyone's acting is bad, considering that we have now watched this movie
0: that's true that's true
1: (laughs) it's a pot calling the kettle
0: black there yeah so now we flash to a plane where xander is on with two other guys who had apparently also passed the diner test um and they get shoved out of the plane they pull their parachutes and they land in cocaine fields in Colombia. do we think that this is a good test test number two i feel it really ramped up quick
1: it's, it's very aggressive, and also, like, I understand they want to test them and see if they're good people and if they're actually going to follow through with, like, helping each other and all of that stuff, but dropping a bunch of criminals into some cocaine field seems like a bad idea. How would they even know to help each other?
0: They didn't know each other before. They weren't given a mission. All standard things that would happen. I think it was pretty bold to just, like, shove them out of a plane.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I guess they're all extreme, though. We know.
0: (laughs) Extreme. So uh, they land, and Xander just stands there as people run towards him because he thinks, oh, the last one was fake. This one's fake. Why am I even going to try to do anything? Immediately gets knocked out again, which is like the fifth time in the movie he's been knocked out. He wakes up hanging by his hands and being threatened.
1: Yes, threatened by our
0: friend Danny Trejo. Yeah, I thought his thoughts were good. Um, I think it would have been a better movie if they cut his nose off.
1: That would have been very funny.
0: <laughs> he goes through the movie with no nose. Voldemort's origin story.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, give me that story any day of the week. Yeah,
0: and he's like, oh, you know what's funny? This smells like real blood. Dude, things that aren't funny.
1: Yeah, the- The acting is bad and the writing is really bad in this scene, especially like the whole thing is just brutal. Yeah, so somehow he
0: gets out of this.
1: Actually, how did he get out of this? So he used like his ab strength to kind of I guess he was only really being held there by the rope. So he was able to like jimmy his way up and over and out. And um, some, some helicopters start shooting at the building they're in as well. Mm. So he gets out. One of the guys that he's with immediately ditches them and runs away. And the other guy is shot.
0: Yeah, well, the guy that runs away grabs a bunch of cocaine first. So he he's a man with a plan. He's completing his own mission. Uh, the other guy gets shot and Xander decides to quote-unquote, help him out. He throws him over his shoulder, runs him across the field, which kind of looked a little bit more like a human shield than, like, being helpful. Like, if someone's covering your back, isn't he just probably going to get shot more?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he's already shot once. Like, still kind of every man for himself. Also, Xander's protected. He manages to grab a leather jacket at some point as well. Ah, bulletproof jackets. I didn't realize. Classic move.
0: Yeah, so he takes the guy, he just chucks him in a field, and is like, all right, I'll be back at some point. He finds, um, he finds a motorcycle, hops on, and starts just doing some sweet bike tricks. Now, they show this helicopter that's coming, shooting at him, and they show someone from the helicopter saying, that's the drug lord, get him. And I don't know why they thought he was a drug lord, because he was riding a motorcycle, is that... Is that, like, I think that's the telltale common. sign of a drug lord? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, only the drug lord can ride the motorcycle.
1: It's classic drug lord move to grab a motorcycle and do a sweet jump. I mean, that's, that's really what they would be doing, right? So,
0: yeah, so now we have some really dramatic scenes of these... Super high jumps where a lot of the time there's not actually a ramp there, and I just have no idea how he's going side to side, going sideways through really tall barbed wire. He's jumping super high to where there's a sniper and he punches him in the face and goes down. He's just defying physics left, right, and center, uh, bouncing around, taking out bad guys. Uh, there are a lot of camera angles for this, though.
1: Yeah, I mean. Megan, he's just that extreme. That's 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 the only answer. He has superhuman
0: strength and abilities.
1: Yeah, so he does make it back to his friend who had been shot, and we find out that basically this was another setup.
0: Yeah, there's all these people who decide to hide in a bush.
1: Yeah, they look great. Very good camouflage. Kudos to them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so then... Uh... Samuel L. Jackson walks up and is like oh great job Xander like you really nailed this mission you were top of your class and Xander's like dude I'm out what the fuck was all of this and he's like oh no you can either become an agent or you're gonna go to jail for your antics because of California's three strike law." and it's like uh okay I guess I'll be an agent then
1: yeah Megan he cannot be caged
0: uh, does California have a street <laughs> three strikes law?
1: I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Does I, any law have a three strikes rule? Yeah, they're just like, oh, it's fine. You can steal two cars, but once you steal the third, that's when we're going to put away.
0: Yeah, they're like, conveniently, you videotaped all of your antics. And he's like, damn, I just want to look cool online, man. The
1: influencers, I'm telling you, he's the original influencer.
0: But... I guess he agrees to this and now we go and we meet lance stover the police officer who takes him to this club where he needs to go meet and learn information about our homeboy yorgi who's the main bad guy and it is x's mission to go chat them up learn more about them and so far that's the extent of his mission
1: yeah so he's in the czech republic now to complete this mission and this is the part where he shows up to the club in his sweet giant fur coat and chain.
0: And it is Yeah, this is a bold move for a club. Like, you're you're for sure going to overheat.
1: Yeah, it is peak early 2000s here. I will say this bar is also pretty fly. It kind of looks like it's like a basement of a castle or something. I don't oh, know what is going on. No,
0: this club is unbelievable. No, it's sweet. Like, if we could A, go to clubs, B handle a club still. (laughs) This would be a great location. Oh, see, I guess, get into an
1: evil villain's party. I mean, the clubs can't handle us, I think is the problem. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So as soon as X walks in, basically he is told what the plan is and his partner is like, hey, that guy over there is this guy that we've been watching. We think he's a part of Anarchy 99, which is essentially going to be like this terrorist organization that are the ones that they're trying to investigate. And X immediately runs directly to this man who's the leader of Anarchy 99. Hilarious. This whole scene is hilarious.
0: They they go to order a drink. Do you remember what drink X orders? Oh gosh,
1: I could not remember.
0: I wrote it down somewhere, but I'm 99% sure that it's like a cranberry soda.
1: (laughs) I hope it was. It was. Wait, even even if it wasn't, it'll take me two seconds we're gonna, to check. We're gonna say it was. I thought it was a Crown Royal and soda. Uh, you know what? That, that might have been it. I might have heard what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I wrote Cranberry Club soda. <laughs> I don't know. That's now canon. And X only drinks Cranberry Club sodas. They're his favorite drink. His favorite bevvy. Listen, he's got to stay cool under that coat.
0: So he immediately is hanging out with the cop. The cop's like, oh man, this is such a fun mission. We're broing down, grabbing a drink. X runs up to Yorgi and is like, dude, there's, there's a cop in your club. And immediately outs him so that he can gain trust. The goons go grab the cop, drag him up. They find his badge in his pocket. And they're like, thanks, man. Thanks so much for helping us.
1: Yeah, I love this. This is so funny. They also know who X is because I guess he's that famous around the world for being extreme that everyone just knows him. He's and an international celebrity. He's definitely crossing borders. I have a note too because one of these goons is literally just wearing like a leather jacket with no shirt underneath and he's my favorite one by far. That's,
0: that's the look. These coats with no shirts.
1: Can't blame him. I mean, yeah. Would I wear that look? No. Maybe we need to try. Maybe that's how we could get into the cool Chaco Public Club.
0: Yeah, the Sweet Castle Club. We need like a chain, a leather jacket, or a fur coat. Just seems really inconvenient.
1: Yes, and at this point we're also introduced to Yelena, who is basically the only (laughs) female that we were ever given... The character's name so it kind of is yeah. obvious that she's going to be important for some reason and her and x really neg each other throughout this little interaction yeah
0: i hate every second that they are even in proximity of each other
1: it's very uncomfortable
0: now i don't know i think a segment we should start doing is rating like the worst couple of all time oh i love that the worst couple is them I hate them. I hate them so much. Don't they do chemistry testing for movies? I'm pretty sure they do, where you have to go and make out with the person ahead of time in front of casting to be like, oh, you have any chemistry at all.
1: They they certainly did not for this movie, as we will get to later.
0: Oh my gosh. I can't can't hold it in anymore. It's so bad. It's the worst thing
1: ever. It's really bad. It is not triple X. (laughs) X is able to basically... Get a bunch of information from these people. Um, He calls Gibbons and is like, hey, I got you all of the stuff that you wanted. I got you, like, their banking info. I got you all of this info on who's in Anarchy 99. Like, I'm done.
0: Yeah, he even found out all of their favorite foods, which is some good intel.
1: It's very impressive what he's able to accomplish. He also has a (laughs) very funny line where he says... If you're going to send someone to save the world, make sure that they like it the way it is.
0: Oh, that is a spicy line.
1: I was like, wow, X is really spin fire here.
0: So um, Augustus, who is Samuel L. Jackson, um, likes his notes so much. He was like, oh, you did too good of a job. You need to stay. Now you're really in with them. They really trust you. So we're just going to keep this going.
1: After X is told that he needs to continue working on this mission, we get the introduction of our favorite character in all of these movies, which is the tech guy.
0: Yeah, so Shavers, I believe his name is. Not the best name. But he does give Xander some pretty cool gadgets and some uh, pervy gadgets, I guess. That ends up being useful, but here's a rundown of a few of the things we see. We have Band-Aid bombs. So you unpeel it, you stick it to something, and then I guess you have a trigger somewhere, you can make it explode. We have our classic tranquilizer darts. We have the x-ray binoculars and bullets that won't actually kill someone, but it just makes it look like uh, they've been shot by releasing some red paint or some fake blood. Um, They immediately do that scene where you pull out the x-ray binoculars and you're just like checking out ladies around the room.
1: Yeah, this was very uncomfortable. I think I would rather be shot with an actual bullet than have to hear Shavers talk about the penetrator mode on those binoculars or hear him ever talk about a wet shot, which is how he refers to the one dart that you can shoot that looks like it's going to kill someone, but it doesn't. Yeah,
0: it wasn't my favorite rundown of devices, but I get that at the time. There is a demographic of people who would probably watch this movie and who would also probably find that funny.
1: I'm sure they got a wet shot of their own. (laughs) Moving
0: as quickly along as humanly possible (laughs) from that, they shoot back to Yorgi, our evil villain, and all the cars that... Did we even talk about the fact that Xander had asked for cars? I don't think so.
1: It's like mildly a plot point, but we can explain it now.
0: Yeah. So earlier on to explain why Xander walked up to Yorgi in the first place is because he says, Yorgi, you are the go-to guy. I want you to get these 10 cars for me. And they make a deal where Xander will pay them. I think it was $1.2 million for the cars. So it's kind of a good reason to go back and meet for a second time. So Yorgi gets all the cars in a day, which apparently these cars were very difficult to find, but somehow they get them immediately. And during this scene, we have a few agents hidden around the facility, including the police officer that Xander had ditched at the club. He's like up on the ceiling trying to look through some glass and he uses his hand to try to clear away some of the dirt, but instead pushes all of the glass windows forward, breaking all of them.
1: Like, this man is the worst cop I've ever seen. He's so bad.
0: He's not very good <laughs> at his job. And I don't know why he would still be allowed to be involved after they all saw that he was a cop at the club. Shouldn't they say, oh, your cover's been blown? We're going to swap you out with someone else?
1: Yeah, maybe they ran out of budget and they couldn't hire a new actor. So they were like, ah, oh, we'll just leave this plot hole in here. <laughs>
0: So upon the police officer revealing himself, Yorgi and Xander both pull a gun on each other and they start yelling at each other saying like, you betrayed me, like you're the one who had these cops brought in. And then they quickly come to the conclusion that, no, they're, they're both good. The cops are trying to spy on them and they need to work together to get rid of this cop. So they hop in the car and they start chasing down the cop. And this is when Xander uses his first gadget of the fake bullet and shoots it at the police officer so that Yorgi thinks uh, he's still on his side.
1: Yes. And this is pretty successful, I think. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good ploy.
0: Uh, The cop was uh, in a bit of a risky situation. He got pretty lucky that uh, Xander was able to be the one to fire the shot. And he had the gun with the fake bullet loaded and not a tranquilizer shot
1: he should have tranquilized him just for the
0: lulz so because yorgi sees xander seemingly killing this cop uh he instantly gains yorgi's trust and yorgi invites him to join anarchy 99
1: yes and we go to our next dope club scene
0: yeah they go to a lot of sweet clubs that is one thing i'll say for this movie
1: Yeah, and this one is like electricity themed is the best description that I can give people. There's like these dancers and there's all these like electric static shocks going out everywhere. And there's like EDM music. It is very cool.
0: Yeah, and this is where we meet Kiro, the super high cheekbone smoking guy.
1: Yes, and we get a sweet anti-smoking PSA when Xander tells him, you know, those are going to kill you one day. Yeah, foreshadowing, baby. Foreshadowing. We've got some social social commentary about smoking. Like, just a lot going on here.
0: Yeah, so at the sweet party, this is where we first see the most disgusting kiss I have ever seen in my life.
1: This was horrible. This was appalling to the eyes. Yeah, I don't know. Like you said earlier, like, they probably do tests to make sure that, you know, the leads have some chemistry. These two have literally none. Yeah. Yeah, this is so
0: far from even kissing. Like, it's just so weird. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's, oh my God, I just hated it. I hated it so much. I honestly don't even know what more to say about it. The fact that she, she afterwards was saying, oh, like this will never happen again. I was like, thank God. Because that kiss could not have been good for her. So she must have been like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we need to move on from this.
1: Yeah, so ex-kisses Yelena, in case anyone was wondering if there was (laughs) some other woman or perhaps ex-kiss Yorgi, which would have been, but it is a disaster. Like, I don't know. You can probably find a clip of this online, but there's a lot of, like, you can see tongue and it's very uncomfy. It's like
0: just super open mouth. I don't even know. Uh, let's move on. So now they're at Yorgi's mansion where he gets led back to his room because I guess Sanders now staying the night at the house, and there's just randomly a prostitute in the room and they just get it on.
1: Whoa, whoa, okay. First of all, sex worker.
0: Oh, okay, sorry. Sex worker.
1: (laughs) It's okay. Second of all, I will tell you exactly what I wrote verbatim for my note on the scene. X walks directly into an early 2000s music video already in progress. Mm. So there's like a yeah. woman and she's like gyrating on the post of the bed like all sexy like and she's wearing just like red lingerie and I just feel like this was every hip-hop music video in the early 2000s.
0: I mean, uh, is giving Xandra a very welcome... Uh, A very nice welcome, I guess, into his home. I don't know. Do we think he set it up? I'm assuming so.
1: I guess so. And I have some logistical questions about this as well. So first of all, how long was she waiting there?
0: I don't know. Maybe it was actually her room and he crashed it and she was like, oh, I was trying to have some alone time actually. Could you please leave?
1: She was like, I was just doing some self-care, taking some, you know, sexy dance class on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, just stretching before bed. And my second question is, so we hear music when this scene happens, but there doesn't seem to be, like, a music player in the room. So I'm like, wait, was she just slow gyrating to no music when he walked in? You know, as one does before bed. So we find out the next morning, um, X is essentially going to try and steal any intel that he can find in the house. In the previous scenes, we had gotten, like, I don't know, 15 different shots showing us just how secure this house is. There's cameras everywhere. So we know it's going to be tough to find information. And as X is kind of snooping around, he runs into Yelena, who is basically at a safe in the house. She has her trusty digital camera and a dock, and she's taking pictures of the safe.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So... Now X spots her and immediately pops out and starts questioning her. She pulls a gun on him and says, I don't need to explain myself. And then less than a second later, she starts explaining herself. And I'm like, girl, keep your mouth shut. Just say, this is your safe. Like what more do you want? Stop snooping around and go tell your people that you caught him snooping. But she immediately says that she wanted to take photos because she thought that they would be valuable to sell.
1: It's not a bad plan, honestly.
0: I guess. I don't know how much money you could get from it unless she tried to break into the safe. I thought that might be a better plan and then just blame it on uh,
1: X. That is true. And instead of doing any of this, she's like, hey, X, let's go get breakfast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a swift change of direction, which is good. You know, you had a late night drinking. Yeah, You, you got to go get some brekkie.
1: Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's really the only logical call at this point in time. Mm hmm wow, I, I miss the days we could go out and then go get breakfast. Oh, my God. We're longing for them. Yeah. And a, a nice Sunday brunch. Oh, to be violently hungover and ordering disgusting diner coffee.
0: Uh, to be calling real estate agents to ask, are you siblings or are you married? The good old days. <laughs> so uh, Yolanda and Xander. No, Yelena <laughs> and Xander. Uh, there's too many of them go to, uh, oh, I, ha- I haven't written down his dinner, but it must be breakfast, uh, where he tells her that he is a secret agent. And then she's laughing and chortling about this. And then, uh, Cairo happens to call her at that exact moment to say, we found out he's an agent and I'm waiting outside and I'm going to shoot him. So she's like, oh, okay. Now, now I do believe you.
1: Yes. And this is where we need to dig deep into a very random throwaway subplot line which is that kairu is in love with yelena
0: yeah he doesn't get anywhere with it but he really should be able to his cheekbones are his whole face maybe if he quit
1: smoking you know that's that, true that's, that's holding true. him back but so we know that kairu is in love with yelena and therefore if x essentially hides behind her to get out of the restaurant kairu will not shoot yelena because that would be devastating to him
0: yeah so he busts his way through this restaurant he grabs this fancy silver tray and he reflects the sun up to where he's sitting with his gun and blinds him in the eyes he starts running and then he uses this fancy silver dinner tray as a skateboard
1: I mean, we got to keep going extreme. Like, we haven't had an extreme sports scene in probably 25 minutes. So we had to shove one in here.
0: Okay. This was probably my favorite extreme sports scene. I liked the use of random items, you know. I, I like that he took a, a dining platter instead of just having the equipment he needed. I thought that that was very innovative and and he skates down and he's looking really cool and he's picking up speed and then immediately gets kidnapped again.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just trying his best, but his best really isn't good enough because he's brought to Gibbons, who is inexplicably sitting in an empty opera theater listening to an opera. Yeah, so
0: Samuel L. Jackson, aka Gibbons, is watching an opera alone, which is probably the most baller thing you could ever do. And he informs Xander that, you know, what your cover has been blown. Uh, They found out who you are. We need to send you home. Now, how did Gibbons get there when they literally just found out his cover was blown? Isn't that like a 10 hour flight or something really long?
1: I guess we're meant to believe that the NSA has very, very great power and can just appear in the Czech Republic at any moment that they need to.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to phone Xander. I'm just going to go rent out an opera house, have a play be going on, see an opera singer, have him dramatically kidnapped and brought to me so that I can use some reverse psychology and trick him into thinking I want him to stop the mission only to make him go do the mission way more. He does the mission even more extreme than he would (laughs) have. Yeah, even more extreme. So we then cut to Xander is now climbing a cliff because he's like, fuck it, I'm doing this even more extreme. And then he takes some of the bomb band-aids and he starts slapping them on motorcycles and he's busting into Anarchy 99 to see what's up.
1: Yeah, and the only thing I could think about when he was climbing was like Free Solo Who, like, sorry, El Capitan. That is a stressful movie. Is nothing compared to this.
0: Yeah, that movie was so stressful to watch.
1: Does that count as an action movie? (laughs) A great movie that everyone should definitely see.
0: Yeah, if you haven't watched Free Solo, go do it immediately to cleanse yourself of this.
1: Yeah, don't watch Triple X, go watch Free Solo, please.
0: And he sees Yelena walking down to the side of this cliff and she's going to go see their secret lair. He runs up with his pervy binoculars and starts looking through to see what's going on down there.
1: Yes, and essentially what he's able to see is that they have this thing called Ahab, which is a solar-powered submarine, which I was like, oh, okay, that's nice that they're very careful about the environment. Yeah, environmentally Um, friendly. We love them. Yeah, and then we also find out that they are going to use Ahab to basically wage biological warfare on a bunch of cities. Not as...
0: Well, you know what? That might still be uh, environmentally friendly, actually.
1: Yeah, they they just want to population control, you know? But yes, Anarchy 99's big plan is that they're going to wage biological warfare in a bunch of cities with zero explanation. Yep.
0: (laughs) That's the plan. (laughs) That's that's the whole plan. They're like, we're just going to go shoot everyone. So there's this big team of scientists and they are dramatically showing... um, yorgi that their uh product silent night is complete and they put a nice cute little ribbon on the remote controls to be able to detonate silent night and they give it to him and they're so proud and they're all celebrating and yorgi promptly walks behind a glass door and sets it off and is just like laughing at them as he murders the room full of scientists who just busted their asses making him this thing and he starts yelling at them that they're little mice and he's like "Ho ho, bye bye little mouse
1: yeah i hate this war on science first of all and second of all what a waste of your biological weapon
0: probably very expensive and also so earlier on When Xander is looking, which I don't know if there's a point of pointing out plot holes because you know the whole thing's full of them. So this might be irrelevant. But Xander, um, he sees one of the scientists talking about the fact that they're going to be complete. They're going to complete all the technology tomorrow. And then they (laughs) kill all the scientists. And I was just wondering, I'm like, there's something missing. (laughs) sounds like you weren't quite done yet. Maybe shouldn't have murdered everyone. But here we are.
1: Oh my God. That's amazing. I did not catch that. And it sounds like maybe there was like a rewrite that someone missed. It's <laughs> amazing. It's
0: There's probably many things that people missed. Now, after everyone has died, there is conveniently a button that shoots all of the poison up into this vent that filters it through water, making the room perfectly safe again. We see these gauges that have like skull and crossbones on them, go back into the clear. We know it's alright to start walking around again.
1: Yeah, and they're perfectly fine. And X needs to make a daring escape at this point. Yeah,
0: so a classic. He runs up to a motorcycle, which previously he had put one of the bandages on. So uh he rips it off, hops on it. And starts doing a really dramatic jump over the wall. Now, I don't know how to describe this move. I'm sure that there's a name for it that maybe we should have looked up. But he's on the motorcycle and he throws himself off the back of it. So his hand, he's holding onto the seat while the rest of him is almost like Superman behind it. He has a gun and he's shooting at everyone. And then he's able to pull himself back onto the motorcycle and keeps going.
1: Yeah, I mean... The amount of concentration that must take to pull off a move. So complex. I can't even imagine.
0: I have seen real like dirt bikers do that move before. And I can't imagine trying that for the first time. Like what if you reach out and your motorcycle is just not there? Like you're just falling now?
1: And like with the gun too, guns are pretty heavy. I I assume I've never (laughs) held a gun. (laughs) I
0: I held one gun once, but I don't really remember it. I was young.
1: I just feel like there's, you know, I think it'd be a little heavy. It'd be tough. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: coordination you need. Xander's like an extreme athlete, very talented, is able to jump uh, tall walls and, and hit all of his targets and escape.
1: Yes. And he makes it back to his like safe house situation. And we pretty much immediately find out that his old partner has pulled a switcheroo and is actually now evil and decided to switch sides.
0: Yeah, this cop who uh, keeps screwing up that fell through the glass at the top when they were doing the car exchange, Uh, the same cop that Xander had called out when they were at the club in order to gain their trust. He's sitting in a chair talking about how he's going to shoot Xander because screw you, I've decided to switch sides.
1: He wasn't doing so great as a cop, so this is actually probably a better career move for him until he immediately is killed because Yelena shows up at the door and reveals that she, too, is a double agent and is actually also a cop or an FBI agent or Russia's equivalent. Yeah, so apparently she
0: could hear where everyone was in the room, so she knew exactly where to shoot so that she would kill the cop and not Xander. Is she a bat? She might be. <laughs> she is actually Batwoman. This is her um, origin
1: story. Wow. I mean, we are due for a new Batwoman. So
0: she is um, a secret agent and she was infiltrating um, Anarchy 99. And after six months, she just stopped getting instructions. She just stopped hearing from anyone. At that she, point, she got I would. She ghosted. Yeah. Why don't you just call 911 to be like, hey, uh, I'm still here. Where, where are my people at?
1: Yeah, it really makes her sound like she's a very lazy agent. Like she doesn't send an email. Like she doesn't, you know, call someone to be like, "Hey, I'm still here." Like
0: or just leave. Like just go do anything else. Or fully commit yourself and just be like, "All right, I'm a, I'm a part of this now." But it sounds like she was kind of slacking for a year and a half.
1: Yeah, she's terrible, terrible worker. Clearly, like what she's
0: taken one vault photo in two years.
1: It's atrocious. She should be ashamed of herself. It's not good.
0: So apparently uh, she saves him. And then my next note is that Samuel L. Jackson is like tortling, bragging that he used reverse psychology on Xander. And it worked.
1: Yeah, Gibbons is very happy with himself. And we hear I mean, it did work. It did work. And Gibbons also is like, hey, I'm so happy that this has happened. But also, I cannot actually give Yelena American asylum like you wanted. And X gives a very impassioned speech to Elena, talking basically about how, you know, he's doing this for a reason now. And that reason is not just sports anymore. So <laughs> it makes me really feel like I believe in him now.
0: I don't just want this senator to love skateboarding.
1: I want, I want to save the world. I want to save the world from biological warfare. And
0: just then they real, make out again.
1: A real hero's journey for our friend X.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It seemed like he just wanted to impress this girl.
1: So X takes it upon himself that he is essentially now going to lead this rogue mission, because Gibbons was like, yo, we did our job. It's over, man. And X is like, no, man, he's going to deploy this weapon if I don't stop him. So he takes over the Czech Lee station, essentially, and starts commanding everyone to do all this stuff. They come up with this pretty half-baked plan, if I'm being honest
0: yeah, it seems like they're not they're truly not doing enough. However, we get our gadget guy shavers again who's gonna soup up a car for them
1: and we we get a very extreme scene coming up next. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think we should maybe note
0: that while he's there, they send uh Yelania back to yes. go undercover because they're like, oh, they they still think you're with them. You just go back. Yeah, which is insane. Then this really extreme thing happens. They realize that they need to take out a communications tower that is behind this giant castle that uh, Yorgi lives in. And so in order to do this, Xander decides they need to fly a helicopter and he needs to jump out of it with a parachute while riding a snowboard. He lands, he takes two grenades and throws them behind him, which causes an avalanche. So now he's snowboarding down this mountain with this avalanche behind him. And then the avalanche finally catches up with him. Once they get to this communications tower, Which has like 30 people hanging out at it.
1: Why are they all there? Yes. So I was personally very worried we were not going to get any extreme snow sports. So once this came up, I was very relieved. I was like, thank God. I have a lot of questions.
0: And they begin and end with, why didn't you just throw the grenades out of the helicopter?
1: Oh, I have a very important question, but it's regarding someone who's in the communications tower. I'm I'm hoping you notice this as well. But there is one man who is, I can only describe this as practicing his medieval swordsmanship using a wooden sword and shield in the tower oh. we get a cut oh i did see the
0: shield i didn't see the shield and it was a good use of his time and he is the only one who is truly using his time effectively as everyone else is just chilling
1: yeah i was like is he larping yeah
0: maybe th- maybe that's why they're all there maybe it's maybe they're having a larping event because there's no reason why like 20 people should be at a communications tower so there they saw there was some fresh snow They got their swords and shields and they're like, ah, this is the perfect time before the end of many worlds to go on one last adventure.
1: One last LARP together. One last LARP. I mean, why not? So
0: really, really, he could have just snuck up. There's so many other things he could have done, but the avalanche snow pushes him up against this communications tower at the top. And I guess it successfully takes out the tower, but he's now stuck under the snow and it shows a whole bunch of different snowmobiles drive up and they just grab him.
1: Yeah, they, they grab him pretty fast and bring him to Yorgi. And so they show
0: Yorgi telling uh, Yelena that he knew about her the whole time. No, you didn't. You showed her a whole bunch of stuff. You've hung out with her for two years.
1: Yeah, there was no indication that he had any reason to believe that Yelena was sketchy.
0: I would also say I knew about it the whole time. If it took me two years to figure it out,
1: he's just trying to play it off. He's like, "Oh yeah, I totally knew you were secretly a cop." Like, duh. <laughs> I was playing along. Yeah,
0: we didn't really talk about it, but there's some like really aggressive scenes earlier when they're at the club where Yorgi's like, "Go hang out with Xander. Go please him. Go take care of him." And I was like, "Oh, I thought you two were together."
1: Yeah, we can just uh, ignore that. Well, y- we well, gotta yada, yada that. And there's icky.
0: Yeah, let's just yada yada through any relationships in this movie because I hate all of them.
1: Listen, this is our podcast and we can yada yada through anything that is gross if we want to. <laughs>
0: we're we're going to skip the Bora Bora scene later then.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm over them. Okay they escape obviously yelena and x because this is a movie and there's no way that our main characters are gonna die and it features one of my favorite action movie tropes of all time
0: oh what is it
1: the old bulletproof table
0: although conveniently uh yelena shot through a door earlier where she could hear where the people are in the room
1: yeah it's almost like uh there's plot holes yeah only, but
0: just a few just a few um so conveniently all the cops bust in because i guess the communications tower was taken out and they couldn't see them coming so they bust in and save the day and Yorgi grabs the hard drive to launch uh, ahab and he runs down to set it off
1: yes and yelena and x go chasing after him and basically he goes down into like some weird like extra extra sub layer which I didn't really understand how this was possible because he's like way up on that mountain as discussed earlier very tall like how far down did he go into the basement to get to the base of the mountain The where the water is? is yeah
0: just a quick jaunt maybe they realized the movie was getting a little long they didn't want to show maybe they cut a really long staircase chase scene
1: yeah or like an elevator and New York he has to go a, like, zip, right. line. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, a zip line that would have been cool that's extreme A hang glider. Oh, definitely a hang glider. That'd be awesome. I'm going to pretend that they took hang gliders down. Or like a really long fireman's pole.
0: And this is when X yells to the rest of the cops saying, you need to stop thinking like police and start thinking PlayStation. And he grabs this heat seeking missile and he decides to shoot it because he remembers that one of the villains always smokes. And he told him, you got to stop smoking or this is going to kill you. So he shoots it, and it hunts down the smoking guy, and it destroys him.
1: Very sad ending for our friend who has an unrequited love for Yelena. And he could have had such a good
0: modeling career if he only realized his cheekbones are what the world wants. And
1: that smoking was going to kill him someday.
0: Yeah, the smoking was a bad call. I don't... Okay, I I don't want to get into what's believable and what's not, or else the whole movie would be up for debate. But this probably is impossible.
1: Sadly... Ahab has already been released. Yeah,
0: so he plugged in the hard drive, sent it off. He hopped into his own boat and
1: Yorgi is making him a uh, getaway. I have a question about Ahab at this point as well. They yeah. described it as a submarine.
0: Yeah, you're totally correct. It would make sense for it to actually go underwater. And it would also be a lot less visible and harder for them to find. So they probably should have made it have. Oh, you know what? That was probably what the scientists were working on the
1: next day. So Yorgi is able to escape, speeds away on his little speedboat and our pal X is able to shoot him from afar, but enough that Yorgi crashes his boat and the boat blows up.
0: Yeah. So Yorgi has a real yada yada death at the end where they're just like, all right, you got to shoot him and just move on. So he dives underneath the slowly closing door, shoots Yorgi and then somehow gets pulled out just in the nick of time.
1: And then we get an important scene where now X and Yelena need to somehow find a way to stop Ahab. And luckily for us, our pal Shavers has arrived with a super modded out car with all of this stuff that X had asked for. Just in time. It's almost like it was scripted. (laughs) This was scripted? This is not a documentary. Oh my God. I thought he was just an extreme sportsman saving the world. They jump into this new car from Shavers and Yelena needs to come with X because there is so much stuff in this car that there is like a full on manual that, Shavers that he written. conveniently had the time to write as well. Shavers is just a very talented guy. He's probably the MVP
0: of the movie if we like take take a step back and think about it. So they're driving along and they realize that one of them needs to get onto Ahab. And so to do this, they elaborately drive around. The only time they use really anything cool from the car is to explode, I guess, just this cart full of potatoes that they need to drive by. And then X takes a harpoon gun. They take the top off of the car. He shoots it at Ahab and then ejects himself from the car, sets off a parachute and uses the um, harpoon to slide down onto it.
1: It's all very extreme. I appreciate that Shavers was able to get X a very patriotic American parachute as well. I just feel like that's a bullseye.
0: Like if you're one of the bad guys because Yorgi wasn't the only one. There was a whole bunch of them. That's
1: fair. I feel like you could
0: be more subtle.
1: But that wouldn't be very extreme.
0: Yeah, and America's extreme.
1: Maybe Shaker's in the Czech just public. being
0: really thoughtful. He's like, I remembered where you're actually from. I wanted you to have a little piece of home while you're saving the world. So he used the American flag, lands on Ahab, and then just there's just like sits there with a panic look on his face for like two minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really know how to like disarm this thing. He's just kind of like, what do I do now? And then he remembers, oh, if you bring the biological agent really deep underwater, then it will basically dissolve in the water and won't be an issue anymore and it won't infect anyone. Again, a submarine issue. Yeah, the submarine was clearly a bad choice for this. Like, There's a lot going on here that just doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, so he takes one of the canisters, if that's what we're going to call them, and he picks it and he flips it around and he puts it back instead of just chucking it into the water. He puts it back in and then he pulls out the hard drive and jumps off. And I guess without the hard drive, it immediately nosedives into this, what I assume is not that deep of a river, But apparently it's deep enough
1: to disable it and uh, X saves the world. Which also, just a note, like, Gibbon's team, like, and the Czech military, they were basically just going to explode Ahab, and they were like, oh, we'll lose one city, but it's no big deal. Like, they're like, oh, we'll just poison one city instead of, like, a bunch of cities. It's fine. Yeah, they probably should have just tried to sink it with a gun. Yeah, I mean, like, X is one dude, and he was able to do it, and the whole Czech military couldn't come up with this plan. Like, come on.
0: Well, that's why they had to find a criminal. Because their guys
1: couldn't handle the job.
0: So now everyone's on the bridge. They just watch the Ahab go under. And they all think that X is dead. And they're all being sad. And then they see him washed up on this random log. And they rejoice.
1: X is alive. Thank God. And
0: he wants to go to Bora Bora.
1: And he does. He goes and to the, only thing,
0: the only thing we're going to say about Bora Bora is that Uh, He's given another mission there which I'm assuming sets up the second movie shows that uh, they're still interested in him helping out because I guess he did such a good job and he's hanging out with his gal pal and that is it that is the movie
1: yes the credits roll and the credits literally look like they were made on iMovie which maybe they were they might have been there's like very intense rock music and like all of these weird animated um versions of tattoos so there's like an animated dragon tattoo anyways it's all very 2002.
0: yeah as someone who in quarantine watched like 10 seasons of ink master i didn't hate it
1: (laughs) you were into the tattoos you were like yes
0: i was kind of of into it i was like oh the line work on that gorgeous
1: (laughs) did anyone on ink master get a triple x tattoo
0: I I haven't seen any triple X ones. There was probably some barbed wire.
1: There are a lot of bad
0: tattoos on that show, though. It's highly entertaining. After you're done watching Free Solo, you can uh, go watch some Ink Master.
1: Yeah, I would like to see if anyone has like the triple X tattoo in real life. Oh,
0: I'm sure people do. I'm sure all the extreme sports guys probably thought it was so cool. Just like people thought barbed wire was cool. Like there are so many trends that have gone through tattoos that. Like, as long as you love it, it's fine. But things
1: go in and out of style. Except for Triple X. Triple X is forever. <laughs> Unless you get a fourth strike, I guess. Yeah, that's. With Ventimiglia. That,
0: that is the full movie.
1: It's not a um,
0: Uh Definitely not. <laughs> there was zero steamy scenes at all, which thank God, but also gross. And I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we never see these two appear on screen again together. I really hated them together. Um, So I'm going to vote that they are our worst couple so far.
1: I agree. They're definitely bottom, bottom of the barrel couple.
0: Did we want to rank the characters now?
1: Yeah, let's do our character ranking. Do you want to start with our main character, Xander Cage?
0: Yeah, um... I, he was all right, I guess. I (laughs) feel like we never,
1: we never liked the main characters that much.
0: No, and I probably never will. Main characters are always the worst.
1: Honestly, he's like a third tier for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's being generous. The only thing that keeps him third tier is I did like his extreme sports.
1: He was quite extreme and his tattoos are pretty um, interesting. And he loves video games and music. He does love video games and rap music, which I also love.
0: He's ahead of his time. He was an influencer before Instagram. He
1: he was all right, I think. Yeah.
0: I in, in upon reflection, I like very few characters in this movie.
1: Yes, I do like his his kind of like, you know, I'm going to stick up for what I like think is best attitude, but yeah, I think he's a third-tier character, just a flesh wound.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely third-tier. Do we have any top-tier characters?
1: In this movie, I I really don't know. Maybe the one um, shirtless crony who just wears a leather jacket. I think he'd be my number one. uh, He'd be my top single single punch knockout character here. Okay.
0: I I can agree to put him there because I don't remember him really. And that's probably outstanding in this film.
1: I am looking at some of the people who did make cameo appearances. And apparently Tony Hawk was in this movie. Tony Hawk's really? cool. He'd probably be top tier. I don't remember he, him being in it, but he was there apparently. You know, I bet he
0: was somewhere at the party at the beginning when we just could sense that there was probably someone fun there.
1: Yeah, apparently he was skateboarding at the party and he was also in the getaway Cadillac from the Corvette scene.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah, we can make him a top tier character. He just seems like a good dude in real life.
1: Yeah, he got approximately one minute of screen time, but he's our favorite character, I think. <laughs> Um, I didn't
0: hate Shaver. You know, he put together that car pretty quick.
1: We can keep him at maybe a second tier character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We can keep that, keep him at second tier. Um, I like Samuel L. Jackson. His character seemed a little bit unnecessary and he just kept kind of hopping on planes and flying back and forth, which is just showing off. So I I like that. I liked his, uh, opera, his solo opera. He's a man of great taste.
1: Yeah, I feel like we need a spinoff movie where we just see all of these events, but from Gibbons perspective.
0: Oh, that'd be good. You know, I actually met Samuel L. Jackson. You did? Yeah. So for Bring Your Kid to Work Day, I think that was grade nine or grade eight. I don't remember. But I went to Jumper, the movie, and he was on it.
1: Oh, my God. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I talked to him and to his stunt double and the other people on that cast And then they had, like, there were three of us there who were kids for Bring Your Kid to Work Day, and they all had us go, like, hide behind a sand dune in one of the scenes (laughs) while while it was filming. And they were just like, you guys are in the movie, and we're, like, amazing. We're so cool. (laughs) You're like, we are behind a dune, and no one can see us. (laughs) Hey, I was technically in that movie. Uncredited, though. You're a celebrity. I know, I know. I did one stunt when I was little, but... It's fine.
1: I'm, I'm like, now I feel nervous that we're podcasting together even.
0: I'm very famous. I'm only telling you now. So I guess this is a different podcast. Uh, by the way, we have a different podcast where Kelly had revealed that as a child, she was a, a product tester. Yeah, she has influenced the products we use today.
1: You know, it's a hard job, but somebody has to do it.
0: And I feel like this is a good opportunity to plug that podcast since we never talk about it.
1: Yes, we recently started a new podcast where we are covering Nathan for You, which is a very funny Comedy Central show that you should 100% watch and you should 100% follow along our podcast about it.
0: Yeah, we have an Instagram for it called Nathan for Us pod because um, it's Nathan for us, not, not just for you. It's Nathan for all of us. And also Nathan for You is definitely already taken. Yeah. So if you guys manage to last this long, I think you've learned that we don't think highly of any of the characters other than Samuel L. Jackson. And um, you should follow us on Instagram at ExplosionsPod, on Twitter at ExplosionsPod, or you could check out our other podcast, Nathan, for us.
1: Yeah, and make sure you subscribe if you want to hear more. Definitely rate us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you're listening. Only if you're going to give us five stars, though. Please be nice.
0: Oh, and also, if there's a movie you want us to watch, you can write about it there. We'll, we'll probably do it because we don't even know what movie to watch next.
1: Uh, what movie should we watch next? Thanks, everyone, for listening. We are going to cover Charlie's Angels from 2000 on our next pod, and we are going to be doing this podcast bi-weekly, rotating this one with our other podcast, Nathan for Us, So make sure you subscribe to that one if you want to hear us talk all about Nathan Fielder. And that's all we've got for today.
0: Amazing. Have a great night if you manage to make it through this or day at whatever time you're listening at. And thanks for listening. Keep it extreme.